Episode 57, 57, 57, welcome to our little show, little slice of podcast heaven, too much into year 2022, world is still a bit crazy, I'm feeling cuckoo, this is yellow packaging, repping 604, let's have some fun, let's share a laugh, we hope you like us more. You're listening to Yellow Packaging by Jesslyn and Colton. We're two Asians born and raised in Vancouver, living our lives through the perspective of a growing minority. Our podcast is about nothing, about something, and about everything. We talk about issues going on in our lives, our city, and how that relates back to our place in a Western society. So sit back, listen up, and get a new view on what it's like. And get a new view on what it's like to live in Vancouver. To live in Vancouver. Hello. Hi. Welcome back. Yeah, it feels like it's been forever, but it has it not has. been. Yeah, exactly. I feel like the time between January and February has been quite intense. Well, a lot has happened. Yes, definitely. Month. <laughs> Happy New Year, by <laughs> the way. Happy Lunar New Year. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, we're here. I'm queer. Get over it. Yeah. Get over it, everyone. <laughs> Yeesh. All right, so it's been a month since we last recorded, maybe a little bit over a month. Yeah, um, what's been going on? So Lunar New Year's has happened, has come and gone. Um, we all got that red pocket money. Girl, or I have. We all got rich. Mm, well, you definitely did. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I mentioned it. In the... The, yeah, I don't know if I mentioned it in the previous podcast, but I always feel awkward when I get red pocket money now. Why? I don't know, it's like... I'm 36. Yeah, you earned that. That's that you earned it. I know, but isn't that kind of like Sad shameful? That, the, that well, like, I guess they expect you to be wed. Yeah, by now, right? It stops when you're married. Yeah, or exactly. Have kids. So when you're married and you have kids, that's when you have to start giving it to other people. So. There's not like an asterisk on it. It's like and or you turn 67. See, I don't think there and is. You retire. So you're gonna get it forever. I hope not. I I always feel awkward. It's like I want to say you. I want to tell my aunts and like my mom. So it's like, oh, you don't have to give me red. Even my cousins. I'm like, you don't have to give me red pocket money. But Just I feel like in. it's more disrespectful though to be like, don't give me the money. It's very, it's like in tradition. Yeah, it's such a weird tradition. But so yeah. another question, like, did you have or like have an un- a single uncle or an auntie who no had it well into their? I guess one uncle, but I I dare I barely see him so. And he was never really part of all the family get-togethers and stuff, so I never really got to see whether or not they, <laughs> he, he got the red they, pocket like, money. like, slid it across the table. Yeah. Even the whole tradition is so, like, weird and stupid. It's like, okay, I'll give you red pocket money, and then you give me red pocket money. <laughs> and then we'll do this every year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't know. Sometimes traditions are really stupid. <laughs> I like this one, though. Issa comes home with, yeah. like, let's go to the toy store. <laughs> it's, yeah. Spend more money. Definitely for the parents. It's But it's like... I don't know. It's like you get money and then you give money, right? But yeah, the kids don't really have any concept of it, which no. I find really weird. They will, though. Yeah. Then they'll empty their pockets and then swim in a exactly. big pool of $5 bills. Is that what you did? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I imagine. You said probably go to her room, dumping it all. That's and then so she, gross. What is that? Um, Ducktails? Yeah. Scrooge in his coin bath, which is like impossible. <laughs> exactly, and then yeah. so we had that, and now we just had family day. How was your family yeah. day? Family day was good. It was um, I can't remember like 
I don't think much happened that day. It was a very nice day, though. Very beautiful weekend. We've been having some really cold, crisp, sunny days. Yeah, it snowed the other day, too. Yeah. But that's actually not uncommon. Like, it exactly. actually snows in but February. It was definitely feeling like maybe we were done with the snow, but unfortunately, we got a, a light dusting of it, I'd say. Yeah, now into the rain. Now into rain. Yeah, Welcome exactly. Welcome Vancouver weather. Yeah, we have... I feel like... I, we were talking about this earlier in the day, but just... I feel like things are so weird right now, like... We were just talking about the protests and stuff, and I'm just like, yeah. And not only the protests, but just everything that's happening in the world. It just seems so bizarre. crazy. Yeah. Like it feels cuckoo. So today there are three protests at the art gallery. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and also the Every Child Matters. That's like a, a yes. stay there. It's but um, the Ukraine anti-war rally yes. is there today. Mm-hmm. Um, the Freedom Convoy, which yes. is actually my topic for later. Okay. And then the other one is like the Anti-Freedom Convoy, which is called Community Over Convoy. COC. Yeah. So they have okay. like a lot of, like in their mandate, there's a lot of um, mm-hmm. like, you know, freedom for like sexuality. It's like a very yeah. broad um, like group. Yeah. But the main thing is like the community, they're over the convoy. Right. Yeah. So it's like the the anti, the protest to that protest. Yes. Got it. Which is like a, kind of a crazy protest. Yeah. It's, it's, it's I, w- I was going to say it's dark times that we're living in, but I don't know if it's dark times. I just think the world's going through this. Re- it, I feel like the world is going through another puberty cycle right now. And it's like just trying to figure itself out. You so know having I mean? a temper tantrum right now too. I think so. Yeah. I mean, My voice is not being heard. Yeah. I will say like, I think there is the silver lining, I think is like, I'm, Maybe it's not a silver lining, but just things are now opening up again. So the world's kind of starting to feel a bit more normal with the restrictions and stuff. But at the same time, it's like, is are we just going to end up being in another lockdown like six months down the road? Well, you know that I mean? seems to be the cycle. It'd be like, we'll yeah. ease it. And then we're like, no, 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 now you can't see anyone. Yeah. And I think it's just like, we're figuring out as we go. And I think maybe a lockdown is just something that we have to get used to until we get a better grip on everything going on. So it just opens like the latest restrictions yeah. just eased um, this past weekend. The clubs, so the, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, ap- apparently it was like mayhem. Yeah. There I'm sure. was uh, a lot of assaults, mm-hmm. um, including a stabbing. Yeah. Which is like, come on, Vancouver. This is like your first night out. <laughs> it's like why? It's like moms, stay-at-home moms, are just drunk. Moms that don't get to go out a lot. Yeah, no, and then when they do go out, they're fucking sloppy as hell. Yeah, <laughs> I'm messy and I don't care. But you know, like it's like it's to be expected, right? I mean, like a lot of these people, like not everybody, but like those people that are are really that kind of thing. It's like they've been locked up for so long and they haven't really had an opportunity to really like let yeah. loose, right? And so of course, the first day that it happens, they're gonna they can't control themselves, right? I'm I'm also imagining they're like young kids, probably like between mm-hmm. like whatever, nineteen and yeah. twenty five. They live at home possibly. Totally. Yeah. And now they're free. Yeah, just like Because they can dance. For those that live in Vancouver, Cramble Street, just think of that crowd. And you, Yeah. But on another level, because they have been able to be that crowd for a yeah. long time. <laughs> they have a lot of pent out, like dancing energy they need to <laughs> let out. Yeah, but some um, dry humping on the dance floor. Hundred percent. And I think the new the news reported. I mean, I don't know how factual this is, but this was like, oh, the the day after the first night, like there were there were so many like 
police reports and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I heard it was like over 60 yeah. um, incidents. Totally. And that was on by Saturday morning. Exactly. So that's Friday night then. Yeah. So who knows how high it's been. Exactly. But, you know, uh, maybe now that they got it out, things will kind of level off, you know. There's always a spike before it kind of plateaus. So. Well, then they're over it. Yeah. They're like, what, another night of dancing? But it's crazy to see that, like, concerts are now a thing. Like, I see people on Instagram now going to concerts. And, yeah. Like, just that, I think it's just the seeing the normalcy kind of come back is, it, it kind of, like, it's nice. You know what I mean? Well, it seems like that way with other provinces, too. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. The dropping a lot of the mandates plus those the vaccine passport. Which, like, BC, I don't even know what's going on with us, but mm-hmm. always, like, behind. Yeah. Now we get rapid tests, like, oh, goody. Totally. Well, I, um, my cousin just recently posted a thing saying that people 17 up get free yeah. rapid take-home tests now, which is great, so. So just, like, I think other provinces did this, like, three to six months before us. Yeah, we're just slow to the. Yeah. But that could be, I wonder if it's because, like, our rates have been so low that, it I don't ha- know. There, there hasn't been a push to like really curb it. So the government had given those rapid tests to all the provinces, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think we were sitting on like millions or That's like crazy. a million or something. But they had to split it up. So other provinces had made a, made a point to like split them individually. Yeah, and we didn't. Got it. So when we needed it, we didn't have it, so and what? they were just sitting in a warehouse somewhere. That's crazy. Yeah. Well. Yeah, so I don't know what's up, yeah, really. Exactly. Who knows? I'm just taking it day by day. That's um, how I'm taking it too. Trying to find the silver lining. When you do it like that too, yeah. like it has, it hasn't felt like awful that totally. awful for me. Like 100%. I still see like you and yeah. like your mom. Yeah, I think if anything, like it's kind of like I think I mentioned it before, but just I've really defined what my social circles are now, and I'm kind of like sticking to it and i've really learned to enjoy my joy being alone a lot more than i had before yeah pre-pandemic like pre-pandemic me and me today are i feel like have really i've really evolved since then i wonder Um, if they ever would meet like what would pre think of post yeah or like current yeah like what a loser good life man are you like dancing (laughs) yeah because i've always liked dancing you're such a big dancer i just remember all those can can moves yeah but you know anyways i like vancouver aside the world is in a really really crazy place and yeah i just think now more than ever like people really need to start i don't know just practicing like taking care of their mental health wherever they can like i don't know we're in such a fragile state. Everybody is in such a fragile state still that wherever you can kind of let loose, like clubs, like if that yeah, helps. that helps your mental health. Because <laughs> we're surrounded by it, right? So I don't know. Just dance, baby, dance. Yeah. That's all you want to do. I just want to dance. It's a dance like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, and it might not be <laughs> the way things are going right now. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, another uh, fun, I don't know, pop culture news. Um, the queen has COVID. <laughs> Rihanna's I don't mean pregnant. to laugh. Yeah, Rihanna's pregnant. In fact, she's owning it. She yeah, looks amazing. Exactly. Um, I don't know if I'd ever feel that comfortable just like <laughs> belly out with like a nice long necklace. Yeah, I, I, you know, kudos to her that she can. She can afford to, right? Well, yeah, that's just another aspect of it. Totally. And what else? What else is going on in pop culture news? Um, I was just, I just saw something pop up, but like Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian. Oh yeah, are dating. Like they were think, I think they're adorable. But yeah. then like Kanye West is kind of like a crazy person. Yeah, it's an angry ex-boyfriend. 
And who? Ang- he's an angry expert. Angry expert. He's he's abusive. Yeah. He's like a scary person. But he's with somebody already though, right? No, but they broke up. Oh, they broke up. And, then, and she I, looks like a crazy person, but you know, who am I to judge crazy? Yeah. I crazy saw, can't judge crazy. I think I saw on like Diet Prada or something like that, that like Kanye was walking around with the Kim Kardashian book. Like. Yeah, I saw they're in Miami. <laughs> Man, I am caught up, aren't I? <laughs> you know the pop Well, it just stuff. showed up. Like my sister is a big fan of yeah. the Kardashians. Yeah, so yeah. sometimes she'll send me some things. I still think it's hilarious that uh, keeping up the Kardashians, like, oh, our last season ever. And then next thing you know, they're popping up on like Amazon <laughs> Prime or Hulu or some shit. They're on Hulu, like, yeah. Just kidding. We're back. I think they just wanted to drop that guy who's a, the, he's married to, was married. No, he wasn't married. They were never married. I don't know his name. Scott? Oh, Scott. Yeah, because he's not in the new Oh, one. so they got rid of him. Yeah, everyone Savage. else is the same, but like he's not in there. Neither yeah. is um, Kanye. I was listening to, like, I get that. I was listening to, um, I don't want to dive too long into, like, <laughs> their lives, but I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about how, like, I think it was the Super Bowl or a basketball game, but it was something like that. Con- they Kanye was there yeah. with his kids, right? And so they did, like, the, the close-up, or they did, like, the video camera on oh, them. Yeah. And they showed the kids, and everybody was just, like, cheering us up, and they did a zoom-up on Kanye, and everybody was booing. Oh, no. I was like, that's really that's not appropriate. Mean. I think that was the Super Bowl, but... It's probably the Super Bowl because he was, like, in yeah. covered well, in nylon, like, yeah, yeah. black. His fashion statement or whatever. It's like, you pay that much and yeah. then you can't even see the game. But, like, his kids are there. Like, why would you do that? Like, I don't know. For, People are so mean. I think that's just really savage. Like, And I don't even know, like, how the kids actually, like, interpreted that or perceived that or even, like, processed it, right? Like, I'm sure, like, how what's awful? the oldest one? She's like North. old enough to be on social media. And yeah, like exactly. Click so on the internet. Clearly, she understood what was happening. It's like, how awful is that? Especially for Kanye, you know what I mean? Yeah. I also, know. don't want to dive super into it, but I saw this tweet too where um, he was trying to find the location for his kid's birthday mm-hmm. and no one would give him the address. And then he blasted it all on Instagram, which is like another, obviously, a sign of abuse yeah. to like lay out your dirty laundry. 100%. And then get those people after whoever. Yeah. I honestly don't think Kanye's crazy or has mental. He's crazy. He's, he's bipolar. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I think what triggered it is his fame, his quick rise to fame at the end of the day, right? Like, some people can't handle that. Like, fame is a, what do I say, fame is a drug? Yeah. Right? You know, just saying that, um, do you remember Amanda Bynes? Yeah. I feel like she's one of those people just like, uh, didn't yeah. quite get a handle on. Totally. On fame and then not being as famous afterwards. Totally. Like, I, Yeah. Britney Spears, I guess. Exactly. There's tons of people, like, these people who just rose too quickly and they can't handle, like, being in the spotlight all the time. Like, I'm sure you lose your sense of reality and sanity when you get to that kind of level. Not like I know anything about this because, you know, I'm not that famous. But, um, like, where's your your support system? Where's your mom? Yeah. Well. If your mom is, like, um, Lindsay Lohan's mom. Yeah. Then then good luck to you. Kind of SOL. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I know. Again, not an expert. Kanye doesn't have him. Kanye's mom passed away, so, but um, I wasn't on the radio yesterday, and a new Kanye documentary came out, just kind of documenting, like, his rise to fame, and just, like, his life. I don't know. I probably not. Probably, like, Speaking Hulu. of documentaries, okay. um, this is going to be a, a sweet, but also sour. I watched the We Need to Talk About Cosby documentary. Okay. And damn, it is good. Is it? So good. <laughs> it really, like, kind of fucks you in the head a little bit, because you know Bill Cosby is, like... yeah. Yeah, he's American's yeah. dad. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. Mixer Huxtable, uh, Jello, whatever. Ghost dad. Yeah. And then there's this other 
like he's a monster. Like I'm not even joking. Like it's it'll like I still think about it. Yeah. Like, Whoa, that's so fucked up. Right. Because it goes it goes back so far. All the yeah. fucked upness. I don't want to ruin it because it's a four part series. It's on Showcase. Mm-hmm. No, Showtime. Okay. And it's awesome. Well, I think that at the end of the day, it's like our only co- concept or idea of who Bill Cosby was was through like Meet the Is it Meet the Cosby's? No, no, just the Cosby just Show. The Cosby Show. Yeah. So. I mean, that's my, and like Jell-O commercials. Yeah, and uh, that's right. Jell-O commercials. And he did, um, he was a host of like Kids Say the Darndest Things. Yeah, so it's like you see this persona of who he is, but you don't actually see who he really is. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, it's like that's very dangerous, right? So one thing that this documentary does Mm -hmm. is sort of gives you a timeline. So it's like these are all the great things he did. He's kind of positioned him in this you know, yeah. place as uh, this kind of figure yeah. in America. And then this the is like the dad. bag backstory. Yeah. Um, and then he's also done so much for African-Americans right. in Hollywood. Yeah, he's not like a shitty, well, he's a shitty person. He's a shitty fucking person, but <laughs> he's like, also done. He's a pioneer. Difference. Yeah, exactly. And he's an advocate. He's all yeah. these great things. But he can still like, he's a good person that does bad things or he's a bad person that does good. So things. it's like, like, Okay, going back to Real Housewives in New Jersey, okay. that white girl with the pigtails, she's like too old to wear pigtails. Do you know who I'm talking about? No, sorry. Okay, so she says something about like, and this is why, um, what's her name? Teresa hates her. But like she said, like Hitler's a bad person. Like he did bad things. Yes. But if, and, and if you say like, no, Hitler's nice to me, mm-hmm. it doesn't like Change take away fact. that yeah. he's a really bad person. Exactly. That's kind of like, I'm not saying he's Hitler, but yeah. like sort of the, he's a bad person. For sure, yeah. And I, I, I get what I mean. I, I, get what I, you mean, I, I feel sure. sad. I said Hitler. Like I wish I never said Hitler. Now. <laughs> but yeah, I think at the end of the day, yeah, like good people can be bad people, and bad people can be good people. So even though Bill Cosby did bad things, he doesn't mean he's not capable of doing good things as well. Right? Yeah, and he did good things, but yeah. he's still a bad person. But his bad things outweigh all the good that he's done. Yeah, I don't even know if you can weigh it the same because I don't think you'd have certain industries for yeah. African American without him. Totally. So he's still a bad person. For he's sure. He's a terrible person. He's probably just too much power in here, drunk with power and has no concept of like boundaries or rules or anything, right? When you get I that don't power. I don't know. It's a different it's like it's very it sounds very like predatory and yeah. you have to watch it, plan out. You For have sure. to make your own like sort of um conclusion to it. Yeah. But it's really hard to digest too, especially if you are so familiar with him. I'm sure, definitely. Well I'll have to watch that because yeah. I definitely grew up with Bill Cosby. Yeah. So. And it's like, okay, do you separate that from the artist? So, like, there's the artist, and then now it's, like, all this other personal, social things they've done. Yeah, I mean, I never really got into the whole celebrity craze situation. So, for me, I think it's easier to kind of separate that this is a person that's being portrayed on a screen versus the reality of who they are. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's not something that I know there's two different people. Are merged together. Exactly. So, okay, yeah, no, I, I feel that too in I think, some ways. I think where it gets harder is like with influencers and stuff, right? Or like people that aren't really like celebrity, TV celebrities or movie celebrities, but more like YouTube people or like uh, Instagram, social media kind of influencer type people, right? That's where it's like, it's a bit harder. Like Paris Hilton, for example, um, you think that that's who Paris Hilton is, but then when you start watching the documentaries and start like listening to her on like podcasts and stuff, you yeah. realize... That She's not person. Simple life. Exactly. Paris Hilton. And she even like she even said, like, yeah, the simple life stuff is all just like an act. Yeah. Right? To play this persona of who Paris Hilton is, the character versus the actual Paris Hilton, right? So and once I found that out, I was like, 
it's just it's not simple life isn't the same anymore you know what i mean when you realize that like yeah i never really watched it oh really oh yeah. my god i love that show no my sister also again she had the dvds yeah. which i don't know how you can watch that again and <laughs> it's again it's so good but anyways um yeah i think yeah there is definitely a need to understand that who you see on tv isn't necessarily who they are in real life yeah and they all they all have issues. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just yeah, like they're just, they're just like us. They're just like us. They're just exactly. as fucked up as us, but 100%. with money. Exactly. But yeah. Um, so that's celebrity hot goss. <laughs> I think that's fun. We should kind of a, integrate this more. Yeah, new new segment on the show. Yeah, exactly. Um, but in other in other hot news, um, does this follow into celebrity? Like the I was going to mention how Kid Carson. I, I guess that falls under my yeah, topic totally. too. Local Vancouver celebrity yeah, radio I'll, personality. I'll loop it into my whoopsie. Yeah. My, uh, Why don't we topic. start with that? Since it's since we're kind of still on like the the pop culture kind of. Topic so I guess we know Kid Carson. Yeah. Um, Vancouver morning show host. Yeah. To start off on um, our. Vancouver radio station, The Beat 94.5. Oh my gosh, The Beat. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. So. I grew up listening to that, so I'm very familiar with Kid Carson. He was definitely like, I think a lot of morning show radio personalities tend to get more attention compared to the rest of, you know, the radio shows, because I think commute and everything, but anyways. Yeah, uh, you know, it's hard to even say, like, I don't know who listens to the radio anymore. Yeah, especially since, since people aren't really commuting. I think a lot of people that Computing commute. Commuting or like podcasts. Yeah. Or readily available totally like you just stream it 100 percent. so i don't know like i think my mom does mm-hmm. i guess for for traffic you yeah know, exactly for traffic there's yeah. still a need i think for i think radio. if you're driving you're you tend to listen to morning radio i still like morning radio but anyways you listen to morning radio um not as much anymore but yeah no yes i do i listen to cbc and npr in the morning okay yeah. but you're not listening to local no not as much anymore. how dare well, you cbc's local okay yeah, yeah. no I, but not like morning show like Kid Carson show. It's at ninety five point three. But now he, so he left for a bit, though, right? No, so he was let go, or I guess they mutually decided mm-hmm. the company and him decided that. Uh, well, let's kind of rewind it a bit first. Okay, right? so um, this kind of ties into yeah. uh, my topic. So it's like the freedom. Okay. Convoy. So perfect. We can transition into it all. Yeah, that's a good segue. So he on on the radio had shared his personal views on it. Um, and they were basically supporting of like anti mask, anti mandate. This is live radio. This by is the way. live radio in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing he had said was, um, here. Well, prior to this, he was on the beat, right? And then he said some pretty like scandalous things, and then he disappeared from. He got fired. From oh, is the that beat. what happened to yeah. him? Okay, he got in a fight or something like that, and he said some nasty things or, or something like that and they got fine he disappeared for a long time and then like i think he was gone for like i think two three years and then he came back um with his own show on z95.3 and oh. then leading up to this and now and that here we are with your story now okay yeah so he went on a conspiracy lace tirade about <laughs> vaccine mandates That's i was trying crazy. to look for um what, maybe what if he, if there was something else about that but it's pretty uh, hush hush one thing he was saying was like, we need to realize it takes uh, real eyes to recognize real lies. This isn't about race or health or Nazi flags or masks. It's about trying to keep our children off a digital ID that will control every aspect of their lives that can be switched off at any time. I can't believe he said this on radio. Yeah. With everything going on in the state of the state, like, yeah. he should know better, right? He, considering, like, everything that's been going on, how quickly people get taken off. Yes. He's like, if you think the trucker convoy in Ottawa is a racist movement, you've been tricked. You've been fooled. 
You've been fooled. <laughs> and then shortly after that? So shortly after that, um, it was like that same day, the, I guess, the senior vice president of brands of the Sting mm-hmm. Radio, I guess mm-hmm. the, the head yeah. company. Head said, honcho. Head honcho said, uh, Kid had some very firm views on a number of topics and we respect his right to have those views. We just feel that kind of... Sh- that the kind of show that we would contain those views and that kind of talk isn't what Z95 is really about. Um, and it's like, as an entertainer, you definitely get free reign to give your opinions, and that's important. But when your opinions cross into territory that is potentially dangerous, that's a whole 100%. other area. So his rant, I think, is like over eight minutes long. That's crazy that he was given that much airtime and nobody like cut it. I think maybe they're maybe hoping it would maybe turn around or something, you know? But you can hear the whole thing on his Instagram. So now he's... Off the air, he started a new podcast. You have to subscribe to it, so pay to listen. Yeah. And then also what I've read is he's backed by other people that are not yeah. in Canada. Like, they're in the States. Yeah. And my feeling is that they're very... Like proud Boys kind of yeah, situation. Yeah, aligned with, like, some yeah. Trump um, company or, like, Trump company mm-hmm. group. Well, a lot of the stuff that was happening, like, across Canada, but specifically Ottawa, was backed by, like american funding too and i think some of it was like funded through i mean i don't know for sure so i'm not saying facts yeah, right, but no, i know you're it right like, it was um they had a gofundme yeah. and most of it was from u.s yeah um and it was almost to the tune of like eight million usd exactly and i think it's, i think it's when we we started the the emergency act that all that funding got cut off pretty quickly yeah, and first I was like, that is awful because yeah. that's their right, their privacy. Mm-hmm, How mm-hmm. dare we look into their bank accounts? Yeah. But their bank accounts is being fueled by, yeah. you know, foreigners, exactly. anti-democratic with links to Trump, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that's my um, that is insane. my topic today. But then it, your topic then transitions into this other thing, right? It just kind of fell into that because like Kit Carson like was at a rally. Yeah. And I think there's photos of him there. And then mm-hmm. that sparked, it was like a snowball effect yeah. for him. So this Freedom Convoy protest. Yeah, let's talk about it. It's yes, happening all over Canada. It's still happening, mm-hmm. even though they've dismantled it as of, what yeah. was it, like last week? But the protests are still going on. Protests right. are still going on. Mm-hmm. All the semi-trucks, 18-wheelers, yeah. are all gone. Um, Remember when we first saw that driving home from my mom's? Yeah. And you were, we were like, what is this? And then so we're that like, was, yeah, like, um, what, a month ago? Yeah. Um, I think at the beginning... It was just that. Yeah. It was like, hey. Like support. We yeah. support, um, you know, our mm-hmm. freedom, our rights. Mm-hmm. But uh, it wasn't. More. Yeah. Then quickly they jumped on the bandwagon. Right. So um, about one fifth of Canadian truckers are South Asian descent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I've seen, I, did, I didn't really see that representation yeah. at yeah. any other protests. I agree. So they were saying like, these are not about the working class. Mm-hmm. These mm-hmm. people in these groups have a different agenda. Yeah, for sure. And it kind of also falls in line with the resurrectionists. Which, the Insurrectionists? Yeah. What did I say? Resurrectionists. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> What's being Je- Jesus? <laughs> Is that Jesus Is there? Um, that happened last, yes. last year. Yeah. Um, so they were against, they haven't come out against mm-hmm, the protests, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they said they're against what they're, they're doing. So yeah. they're not organized by Canadian trucking unions. Right. Um, yeah. I think within that they were split already, right? Like there's like one crowd that was solely taking over what the true purpose of it was. Yeah. So 
here's another little fact. So more than 80% of Canadian, uh, the public is vaccinated, but mm-hmm. 90% of truckers, mm-hmm. according to the Canada, uh, Canada's Minister of Transport, are vaccinated. So the majority... Mm-hmm. Like are supportive of the mandates, yeah. are not anti-vaxxers. Yes, yeah, yeah. So again, one out of five um, truckers. truckers are South Asian right. descent. Yes. Right. I, I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't looking at every single yeah, person. Of course. It's kind of hard. But uh, they were saying that they saw reports of. Um, so, the, anyways, people in Ottawa they camped out there for weeks and weeks and right. weeks, right? Yes. Um, and obviously, they don't work. No. They don't need to because they're being funded by right. exactly this this bank account, this mysterious. Yes, all this money, freedom fund, eight million dollars. But they were doing shit like defecating. They're shitting on the lawns. Yeah. Uh, desecrating monuments, yeah, urinating I saw on that. war memorials. Like, if totally. you were really there for that protest, exactly. like, I don't think you need to be acting this way. So yeah, it's like totally. 8,000 people, 1,000 vehicles, including 18 wheelers. Yeah. Um, and some wave swatskas and Confederate battle flags. Totally. And to add on top of this is this is the Ottawa, the Ottawa protest, right, that you're yeah. referring to. On top of that, I don't think the Ottawa police even, like, tried, tried their hardest to they prevent it. it. I remember watching the news and... The war memorial specifically, when they removed the fence to protect it from being, like, obviously ruined by these protesters, the police officer was like, I'm removing this fence, but you have to protect it. And that's all. It's like, okay, that's a clear sign that these police officers are on their side. Yeah, and they're taking photos with them. Yeah, exactly. And it makes me sad when you think about, like, what's it called? The fairy trail? No, what's that? The old growth forest. Yes. People who are there actually protecting a yeah. cause and then they're getting the shit beat up. Totally. Yeah. Like getting, pepper sprayed and everything. Yeah. And arrested. Violent, yeah. And they're not doing anything violent. Well, exactly. Not recently, but they weren't doing anything violent. Yeah, totally. I think, but that's like, that goes to show how like. Biased. Biased it is and how racist it is, right? Like the this whole freedom protest, it has, there's so many not hypocritical things, but like it's what I'm trying to say is like the protests that are happening for like the pipelines and the old growth forest yeah. benefit everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? This, this is for us and our future. The other one is for something completely different, all based on like this, this propaganda and like white supremacy kind of stuff. And right? it really is the underlying um, sort of root or yeah. goal yeah. or thing that unites these groups. Yeah. I agree. Um, so because GoFundMe had like taken down their account yeah. and they pledged to refund everyone, mm-hmm. they don't have those funds now. Right. Um, and then two of the organizers in Ottawa, they, as of yesterday, were not allowed on bail. Yeah. But Fair there's enough. a new GoFundMe, another platform where you can send money. And this is like a self-described Christian platform called oh Give, Send, Go. And now they've raised um, over $6 million. That's crazy how much funding these people so are So they're getting. saying this is now a humanitarian. Yeah. So there's so many like wordings and like there's ways so many loopholes, loopholes yeah. to get around that. And then I saw this recently too. So uh, Trump is still hosting rallies, yes. which I don't understand. I know he like I thought he would have been in jail by now or I something. Thought, I would have thought so or in too. Hiding. Um, but that shows you, yeah. you know, money, white. That guy's always stirring the pot. Like even with the whole Russia-Ukraine war thing, he was supporting Putin, saying like, "Get out of town." And I'm just like, of course he would, right? Like, of course. 
She's so ridiculous. I don't even want, okay, I'll just say a little thing you said is the Canadian truckers who are resisting bravely these lawless mandates and doing more to defend American freedom than our own leaders by far. We want those great Canadian truckers to know that we are with them all the way, said the former president. It's time for the American people to declare independence from every last COVID mandate. We have to tell this bond of hypocrites, tyrants, and racists that we're done with having them control our lives, mess with our children, and close our businesses. We're not on, we're moving on from COVID, whether you like it or not and here's oh another God. fact like more policemen died of covid than anything else yeah that says a lot right so there let's just uh <laughs> tone it down put a pin in that yeah, exactly. that's like another topic so this woman in um i think it was missouri mm-hmm. her account was hacked and they used that account to create all these um these groups to organize so right now it's like three hundred and forty thousand people and they made all these groups to organize these including the Vancouver one. The funding. Yeah. That's crazy. To organize these groups to come out and protest. And that mm. includes like that Coots, Alberta, that border there, the one in Detroit. That's insane. It's so crazy. Um, so I'll leave with this. Uh, this is a scientist, a behavioral scientist. Yes. Because um, I read a few articles. It's kind of mm-hmm. a few I together. wish together. Yeah. And um, he he's um, out of the University of Regina. He says, for someone to be so fervently against vaccines and opposed to the COVID restrictions, these people are often in a kind of right-wing media bubble, one where they don't really engage with digital sources of information. Mm -hmm. And the more you engage in that world, the more you can be exposed to alternative perspectives on life. And that fits within the right-wing media ecosystem. Totally. And I agree. I think these algorithms, while it's nice to kind of make information that's catered to you more accessible... It, it acts as like an echo chamber, right? So yeah. if you're all into the right-wing media and stuff and that's all you're looking at in your social media and websites and stuff, that's all you're going to get. Yeah. And I think that's the danger of having these like algorithms track everything that you do is that you don't learn other perspectives and you don't you don't really learn to double check your sources on anything no you're with a yes 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 crew so there's that movie on netflix it's like half documentary half like dramatization Mm -hmm. called the social dilemma right and they like very dumbed down way explain how that affects using a like teenage boy yeah dramatization of the teenage boy right who gets suckered into that and then yeah sees what happens to him i can definitely see that happening yeah it's just so easy I i can see how that's a well, it's easy, I think, for, like, old people. Yeah, exactly. I know my mom specifically has also oh, succumbed to that stuff. I know my It's awful. I worry that she's going to get roped into one of those, like, Prince of Nigeria scams. Yeah, and then she thinks she's marrying <laughs> yeah. some guy in Quebec. I don't want no 90-day fiancé situation <laughs> happening as well. Oh, God, we're going to be on the news. <laughs> well, I, I love this topic. I think it's so relevant to today's time and just everything going on. And even if you don't live in Canada, you can still understand everything that's going on as well. Yeah, apparently we're the first um, country to have this happen. So everyone in this world is, like, watching us. Yeah, and seeing how we kind of handle, handle it, it, for sure. And, yeah, I mean... I think the extreme situation was definitely the insurrection at the White House, but... Oh, not the resurrection? <laughs> well, that's <laughs> <Insurrection>. coming next. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> exactly. Well, thanks for sharing that. I think that was amazing. Yeah, I was just sharing, like, it, it can get dark, but it's yeah. also, it feels, it almost, I don't know what to say, it feels silly. Totally. But it seems that way. And also, people just jumped on this, like, little bandwagon. Totally. When it was just for... Exactly. For different... It yeah. totally got warped into something yeah, really different. Yeah, it got sure. hijacked. Yeah. I just will say that while it's like, I know we it's we don't like to talk about um, 
obviously upsetting issues or things that really cause anxiety. I think it's a privilege that we can choose not to talk about it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I think it's needed at times to just talk about it. You know what I mean? So I I just, I don't want to. In a way, we are a privilege in that sense where we can just kind of turn away from it or start a new group that's community over convoy. Exactly. So and support them. Anyway, I just want to say that, but um, let's like, let's move on. Yeah, talk, I'm ready to <laughs> talking move about on. our privilege. Uh, yes, tell me more. Uh, in local news, local slash global news, I'd say my topic is on something that Vancouver can now say is part of is the Jollibee experience. Mm. So um, wait, did you go? I haven't gone. Um, I've been waiting for them to open. They've been they've been um, on the opening soon for at least two to three years i think <laughs> yeah um i feel like we talked about the jollybees potentially opening like maybe two years ago yeah um but as of saturday no friday february 25th jollybees is officially open um they're on granville street just off of robson um so kind of oh, like great yes so all the drunk crowd can after the club can go to jollybees and get their it's fried a takeout only oh, it's takeout only yeah. i didn't know that right now anyways. oh i just looked at it well they have lineups um all the Filipino community is thrilled to have yes. a Jollibee experience in Vancouver. Um, so I figured, what better way to celebrate the opening of this amazing fast food franchise? That oh my gosh, tell Fili- me, do you have a fried chicken in your back <laughs> yes, pocket right now? And some spaghetti in my front <laughs> pocket. Um, no, uh, to talk about what Jollibee's is all about, because I feel like I'm sure Filipinos. No, but not everybody knows what Jollibee is. Not everyone. Is. I don't know. I always feel like you're dropping like, Filipino <laughs> knowledge on me. You should be talking like, about this. <laughs> Tell me more. All right. So I read a few news articles online, one from South China Morning Post and the other one was from Mashed, um, just talking about the history, the untold history of Jollibee's. Um, it's not a bad one. Um, okay. But first and foremost, if you don't know, Jollibee's is a very famous Filipino fast food chain um, that started in Manila. Um so Jollibee's was started from actually somebody uh, from an immigrant family from Southeast China. Um, he was uh, the, the one who started Jollibee's. His name was Tony Tan Kang Tiong. Um, oh, so he wasn't even Filipino? No, he, I, I guess not. I mean, I think a lot of Chinese immigrated to the Philippines, though, right? That's why you have a lot of like Chinese Filipinos in the Philippines, right? Yeah, that's right, too. Yeah. All right, so Tony was one of six children. Um, they were a pretty poor, poor family um, when they moved to Manila. Um, Tony was going to school as a chemical engineer. Um, after graduating, he took he went on a tour to um, an ice cream factory called Magnolia. I don't oh, know damn, if you know of Magnolia. Know. Yes. So it's one of the most recognizable brands in the Philippines and the oldest Asian ice cream company. Um, Oh, crazy. Did not know that. Yeah. So I've seen it around, but I never really knew that it was like that famous. Um, you can get it at TNT. Yeah. I didn't really. The, the Ube ice cream, oh, I think, damn. right? I was yeah. just going to recommend. Yeah. So um, so during, after his tour of the Magnolia ice cream factory, Tony was inspired to um, pursue cr- ice cream as a career. So he worked with the Magnolia Dairy Company and he set up a franchise deal with them and opened two ice cream shops. One was named Kubao Ice Cream House, and the other was Kiapo Ice Cream House. Um, it did pretty well, but the main request that he'd been getting at these ice cream shops was that we uh, he added food, like actual um, real food, not just desserts. So he added sandwiches and hot items to the menu to the res- to respond to the customer's demand. Um, 
And when he added those, those became the most popular item at his shops. So understand this was a huge customer demand. Um, Tony uh, decided to get out of the ice cream business in 1978. Um, and he decided to open up an actual food business, which was named Jollibee. So J-O-L-I-B-E, though. So it was actually called Jollibee Yum Burger. <laughs> okay, so huge hit. Yeah. Everybody loved the burger that he had. Um, and this was in 1978. So two years later is when fast food really started growing massively um, in, in Asia or Southeast Asia, for that matter. So a lot of the American fast food chains had their eyes on these on these countries to kind of start expanding to global fast food chains in particular were McDonald's and KFC. Um, so once they entered the market in the 80s and were competing with Tony, um, Tony's Jollibee Yum Burger franchise, Tony was told that he really had two choices. He either sell Jollibees to McDonald's or become a McDonald's franchise. But Tony was quite competitive and he's like, I'm not going to succumb to the to the, the global pressures of these mega corporation fast food chains. So he decided that he would rather fight McDonald's. So his plan of action, well, let's go to the United States and see what McDonald's is all about. So he went there, studied the fast food chain industry, saw did how work they work. No, but he kind of like went and did like a market tour, let's say, oh, right? okay. so just to see how those industries work, what they sell, what the people are eating. Um, so yeah, after doing that, he realized the most important thing McDonald's was lacking, um, which was taste. Um, specifically, taste catered to the Filipino culture, essentially, yeah. right? So um, to kind of uh, expand on that, the lineup, the lineup of products at the Jollibee's franchises um, are really tailored to meet what the Filipinos eat as part of their daily diet. Um, so some of their main things that were launched in the 80s at the Jollibee Yum Burger locations were obviously the Yum Burger. Um, because uh, he noticed this was created because he noticed a lot of people in the Philippines line up for burgers uh, more than they would ice cream. So Jollibee's first signature product was a Jollibee Yum Burger, which was your typical standard hamburger. Um, the next thing that was famous on the Jollibee menu was the Jolly Spaghetti, Jolly Spaghetti, mm. um, yeah. which was made, which is also known as banana ketchup spaghetti. Um, it consists of noodles, ground meat, sliced hot dogs, banana ketchup, and cheese. Um, once this was probably. Uh, known as a staple party food in the Philippines, and a lot of the yeah. Filipinos had this. Um, so it'd be like birthday parties, yeah. and then one thing you would add just to really doll it up yeah. would be like hot dogs right. with like marshmallows on top, <laughs> and they would be on skewers like on top of the, the bowl of spaghetti. I don't know how that became. I think it's it very had, fancy. I'm sure it had something to do with like the military influence bringing like the American food over, and then the Philippines adapted that into their diets. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, okay, they like ketchup. Got yeah. it. So to clarify, uh, banana ketchup spaghetti or Jolly spaghetti was not invented by Jollibees. Um, it is a staple Filipino food. And also want to clarify that banana ketchup isn't really ketchup. Um, it's more a substitute for ketchup um, because in the Philippines, people didn't really have tomatoes. So uh, when the Americans introduced it to the Philippines, they made their version of it by mixing bananas Vigor and vinegar and sugar to, to create a ketchup standard, which was then dyed red. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that too. And lastly, I think this is what everybody gets at Jollibee's, is the Chicken Joy Fried Chicken. Um, this was also introduced when he first opened his uh, locations. Um, and the key thing to know about this uh, fried chicken is that it has a very, uh, it's a trade secret marinade that they use for the chicken. 
Every order comes with the side of gravy, regardless um, if you choose like a rice or potatoes with it. And you always have your chicken joy fried chicken with the spaghetti. It's a combo classic. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like the main staples at the Jollibees that have been around since the 80s. Um, so just to kind of further go on, not only was the menu one of the most famous things at Jollibees, but um, to further kind of in- reinforce the brand name of Jollibees, the company rebranded from Jollibee, Jomburger, J-O-L-I-B-E, um, to Jollibee, J-O-L-I-B-E-E. Um, and the reason why they did that is because he really wanted to reinforce the two words jolly and bee. Um, like the insect. The insect, correct. And why the bee? Well. Yeah, why um, the bee? The president of the international business at Jollibee says that it compares the employees of the company to busy workers in a hive hardworking, industrious, and providing the sweet things in life. But Tony, um, the owner of Jollibee's, also wanted to add that bees are hardworking, good-hearted, busy, and cheerful, just like the Filipino people. Um, so that is why Jolly, Jolly, Jollibee was named Jollibee, so for that <laughs> reason. So in addition to that, of course, um, Jollibee also... Uh, has a very famous mascot. Um, in particular, this mascot is a uh, a big dapper bee that wears a chef's hat, a tuxedo jacket, and a big smile. Um, do you know what the, the mascot's name is? Jolly? No. Juicy J. Oh my God, Juicy J. <laughs> yeah. He could be so, a rapper too. Uh, in addition, I didn't know that is his name. Yeah. That's, teaching me that's, so much. That's what they named him, at least. In the, I mean, nowadays, Juicy J is a rapper, but... Mm, yeah, and lastly, just want to say um, the Filipino chain now controls more of the market in Manila than their international competitors, McDonald's and KFC. Um, more specifically, with their international expan- expansion, Phil- um, Jollibee's only expands into areas where there's a larger Filipino culture. So we don't see a Jollibee in your location. It's probably because there aren't any, there's not a dominant Filipino area. Specifically, they were focused on marketing the Filipinos that were working abroad, which is pretty, uh, pretty common in most um, major cities, I'd say. Um, what is really significant or to note about Jollibee's is that when they open in an international location, um, the only key things that you'll always find on the menus are the fried chicken, the spaghetti, and the yum burger. Um, but you won't, you'll also find very localized things on the menus to cater to the market as well. So it's not the same menu. Ooh, everywhere I wonder you go. what Vancouver has that's yeah. like Vancouver. I feel like it would probably be the same, but you probably wouldn't get a lot of the stuff that you can get in the Philippines. Mm. So, like, I know they have something called like a tuna, a tuna pie, which is literally like a deep fried pie with tuna in it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd like to see it. Is it like, it, you know, how those apple pies yeah. are? Is it like that yeah. with tuna inside? Exactly. So, I mean, Jollibee's is known for their mango peach pies, yeah. but they also have um, uh, seasonal favorites or seasonal additions that they have at all the locations. Um, yeah, so just want to end it on this specific note is that Jollibee's success in fighting back against an international mega corporation like McDonald's is a Filipino success story that is often held up in business school classrooms in the Philippines as a point of national pride. Um, so yeah, um, one person in The Economist wrote specifically about Jollibee's in 2005 that if McDonald's is the Goliath of fast food, Tony Tan's Jollibee is its Filipino David. Oh. <laughs> and that, my friends, is Jollibee in a nutshell. 
Cool. So if you want, if I've convinced you, um, please go and support your local Jollibee. Yeah, well, there's only one here. So <laughs> exactly. just, I'll be in lineup with you on Gravel Street. Totally. All right. So that's, I think. Top have you had Jollibee? I haven't. You so haven't I want to try it. Okay. But I'm waiting for the crowd. To, it's pretty hype right now. Yeah. So I got to like wait till the hype dies down and then but we'll like experience it. Yeah. Everyone gets really jollied up <laughs> exactly. about it. We're all like, excited to meet Juicy J. <laughs> Me especially. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, cool. I am really happy that you shared that. Yeah. It's I'm nice to learn. I'm definitely in the <laughs> Filipino sharing department. Yeah. And if you do some more research, you'll see that Jollibee actually has a lot of investment in a lot of other um, fast food chains and restaurants, restaurant chains as well. In the Philippines or uh, like worldwide? And there's some in America as well, like the Coffee Bean Tea Leaf. I think, do you know that one? No. It's like a Starbucks kind of thing in the US. Okay. But they own that. So I Is that. Tony Tam, Tony, Tony Tan yeah. still alive? Uh, I think so, yes. I wonder if his um, kids work there too. Probably. I'm like, I've been watching, this is my suite, but like Succession. So yeah. I'm thinking about like family business <laughs> and how they uh, find a predecessor and, and how, they're awful. how that works. Yeah. <laughs> Especially having all that money. All right. Well, is that your suite? Should we move uh, on to yeah, some Yeah, should we sours? move into some suites? So yes. that is um, one of my suites. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, actually, my other suites, as you're talking about like Ube yes. and all that, I yeah. just remembered I had a suite from like months ago. That's right. Um, it's a local uh, company. I guess she works out of. Um, her home in Cole Harbor, okay. but it's called Ada's House of Loaves, and okay. she makes um, pandesal and cakes. So a friend of mine, Jasmine, shout out, yeah. uh, she dropped off a bag of ube pandesals, and they were freaking to die for. You They're can get so delicious. Pandesal and TNT too, but I doubt it's the same. It's, there's like an old Filipino lady on yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> that's like Aling Mary. Uh, yeah. So I, I just go to the one on Main Street if yeah. you want to get that, yeah. um, but this is like a different type pandesal because you don't normally find like an ube one i wanted to show you a picture because it looks so good yeah um because it is so good and they do like other snacks too so here's one i'll send them yum that looks legit and it's like moist and soft and like the ube in the middle is mm -mm, delicious i feel like filipino food needs more of a spotlight in in like the food scene it's not really it hasn't really gone its hype yet no and when i think of like filipino food i think of those restaurants that Mm. would do like cappuccino style and exactly and it just you're not like representing it and another restaurant they didn't last very long but it was on main street Kamares. they tried to make it like an upscale filipino the one on um commercial drive yeah go check that out yeah it's pretty good Nice. I like that suite. Uh, so that's my suite. And then my other suite was Succession. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen it. You're but um, I, yeah, I am like third season right now. Everybody's obsessed with it. It's so good. Yeah. Like I remember I, want, I watched um, the first season maybe like two years ago. Yeah. Um, or the first couple episodes in the first season. But I wasn't like... Into it. Yeah. yeah, I heard it was a comedy and I was watching. Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't think serious. this is yeah. a comedy. But then... You can kind of see if you watch Arrested Development, yeah. like how it can be a comedy in a yeah, sense too. For sure. Um, so if you think of it that way, it's kind of funny, but it really is like it's a drama. For sure, definitely. Uh, but it's so good. Like that guy who plays Kendall, which yeah. is named Jeremy Strong. Right. Good actor. And Macaulay Culkin's brother. brother yeah, Mc- he's whatever his name is. Uh, what's his name? Rory? Kieran. Kieran Culkin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Roman's his name on the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so good. I highly recommend. Um, and then another suite of mine is something Filipino. So PBS um, had a new animated series um, premiere last fall. Okay. And uh, it's called 
Jelly, Ben, and Pogo, and it centers around a, a Filipino-American family. Love it. And their Lola, their yeah. grandma's in yeah. it. Um, and what each episode is about three minutes long, is they, they're helping their neighbors, they're mm-hmm. helping each other, um, and it's geared for kids between the three to eight group with um, like to dissect like social and emotional growth yeah. and problem solving. I love it. Um, and we watched an episode with Issa. It was like how to make a Filipino dessert called Halo Halo. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. saw a commercial. Yeah. And then her, their Lola was like, oh, I want that. Oh, I want that something sweet. Oh, like a Halo Halo. <laughs> and they're like, oh, Grandma will make you. Or oh, Lola will make you one. And so they, they show how to make it. Cute. It's a very cute little show. So Perfect three minutes. I think kids. there's only 10 minutes. You can watch it on YouTube Amazing. or PBS. Love it. Yeah. Jelly, Ben, and Pogo. That's a great. That's a great one for our people yeah. with kids. And I kind of want to see it too. It's nice because they weave like Filipino culture yeah. and the language in it. And then Issa asked me questions. Like, yeah. I don't know how to, other than living day to day, like how yeah. to like instill yeah. all that stuff. Show her that stuff. Filipino culture. 100%. In her. But yeah. Love it. Um, and then... Cool. Yeah, I guess that's it. Sour, I, you know, other than those random attacks, which yeah. is really scary, and I think it's fucking with my head. But, yeah. like, uh, yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, so be careful. Because you never exactly. know. It's like, I think we talked about this. Like, if you're at an RMT, sometimes I used to think, like, what's stopping this person from stabbing me right yeah, now? My exactly. face is down. I'm wearing no clothes. Yeah. And she could do whatever. Totally. But now it's like I'm walking down the street. There's a bunch of people. I don't know if that guy is ready to stab me. Exactly. Does he care about kids? Is he going to stab my kid too? Like it kind of like fucks with your head a little bit. For sure. But the same gets to be said about you, right? Oh, yeah. Well, who's going to hold the stroller? Or maybe there's no baby in the stroller (laughs) and it's a machete. It's a diversion. Yeah, you're right. It could. It's a distraction. Because like another attack was like this. It was a woman who did it. Just randomly punching people in the face. I think there's just a lot of mental health issues that aren't being addressed. And we don't have the resources to address them. And this is the result of that. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. So well, anyways, yes. Okay, so I don't have as many sweets as you. I think I have maybe one local and one kind of TV thing. Okay, um, yeah. Local is um, this Ukrainian restaurant in Gastown. They also have one in New Westminster. It's called Kozak. 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 Okay. K-O-Z-A-K, Ukrainian eatery. Um, they do Ukrainian food. Um, specifically, I... I've had their cabbage roll. So they have like a restaurant, Eden, and they also have like a bakery slash takeout area. So they have like uh, chilled foods that you can take home and reheat. So okay. they have like a huge, not a huge section, but like a, a fridge where you can take stuff home, like pierogies, cabbage rolls, borscht. They offer vegetarian options. But the highlight for me at Kozak was their chocolate babka. Um, so I mm, brought this yeah. for us uh, when we were having lunch with my mom. Um, really good. Um, I've never had babka before, but... Yeah, I can't say whether it was the best one, but I really enjoyed it. So it highly good. recommend Kozak. Um, their cabbage rolls are also really, really tasty. So definitely recommend that. Um, and my other suite is a documentary that I watched on Amazon Prime called uh, Lula Rich. Um, it was okay. It's a four-part series that talks about the huge What's kind it of called? Lula Rich. Lula Rich. Yeah, so it's about this multi-level marketing or pyramid scheme kind of uh, company that was selling like wild print tights kind of situation or just like wild print clothing and just how it went from like a really simple honest kind of like young mom just trying to make a living to this huge behemoth of a pyramid scheme um Mm. really good i didn't have expectations for it so maybe that's why i enjoyed it but four-part series 
really interesting. It's just seeing white people being awful to other white people. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I will watch it, yes. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, sours, um, I don't have any. I think I'm good with the sours this week. Okay, you know what? <laughs> Two months of sours, yeah. I think we could be okay. Exactly. I should have maybe not said it. That's fine. Sours too. If you have a sour, share it. It's important. Okay, well, um, I think that wraps up episode 57. Yes, it does, doesn't it? It sure so sing does. Us out? All right. That was episode 57. Did you feel like you were in heaven? Do you like us more or do you think we're boring? We don't care. Rate and review us online. That was episode 57. I just made it up. That's perfect. Yeah. And you covered part of my line, so that's great. <laughs> um, rate us five stars, please, on um, Apple. And remember to follow us on Instagram at Yellow Packaging 604 And as always, you can listen to us wherever and wherever. Whenever and wherever. Forever, Shakira. Yes. Okay, bye. Bye.